Hello and welcome back to the When You're Podcast, the podcast for when you're doing anything. Today we're talking about when you're watching Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling is a psychological thriller. I mean, it's technically a horror thriller, but I didn't find it all that scary or like horrific, I guess. So it was more of, except I guess maybe the drama, huh? <laughs> right? Am I right? But <clears throat> it's more of a psychological thriller. And... It is directed by Olivia Wilde, and it stars um, Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan, um, Olivia Wilde, Kiki Lane, Ariel uh, Stachel, Nick Kroll, Cindy Chandler, and so many, so many others. Uh, first impressions of the movie, I thought it was really good, you know, despite everybody else hating the director, the 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 drama between everybody all right let's 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 get into it right so i like everybody else learned about this movie not through good news about it but through the relentless and the long drawn out drama between olivia wilde and florence Pugh, shia labeouf who was supposed to be in this movie the romance between you know, all of uh, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. <clears throat> and I wasn't really going to partake in that. I wasn't really, like, too big on the drama until, I mean, it. the movie started approaching and everything else started. Uh, it was going to be the only movie that Warner Brothers was going to release. So people were upset about that and people were kind of figuring out what they thought about the movie or... Their feelings towards Olivia Wilde. And for me, I was like, I'm not going to listen to what the drama thinks or what people are going to hate about the movie. Let's let's be objective about this and go watch it. So I went to watch it. And I have to say, it was pretty good. It was really good. The acting was really great. Um, Florence Pugh is good. Harry Styles does great. Chris Pine. I think Chris Pine is very very good in this he he comes off very strong but intelligent and and he's very um manipulative and it it's it works really well to his advantage he he's a fantastic job being the leader of the victory project so i want to start by talking about florence pugh's characters named alice chambers in the movie um she florence pugh killed this role she does great in every Every role that she does, she does a very good job. I've never seen something she's in and been like, that was terrible or that was bad. I've only ever been like, I feel like they could have, she could have done something differently in some parts. Like, uh, I think when she did the Black Widow movie, I felt like she could have been a little bit different. But that's more of the writing and the studio itself, not so much her. I can't blame her for what she's given, only for what she, she puts out. And I thought she does pretty good in all of her roles. Uh, Little Women, she was good. Uh, Midsummer was good. So, when it comes to this role in this movie, I feel like she really balances the happy home wife life and the sudden realization of where she is and the constant gaslighting that she gets put through. Because she... She's able to do these little moments where 
she shows that she's really smart and she knows what she's talking about. And then there are other moments where it feels like you really see her mind slipping away or she's she's getting angry and she's like really upset, but you can feel that. And it's so subtle. The subtlety is, is really nice. And so for this performance, I thought she really killed it. I thought a lot of her mom biggest moments were between obviously her and uh, Harry Styles. I think the biggest scene for me that I really liked was the dinner table scene and the uh, realization when she finally realizes what's happening. Oh, also when she gets kidnapped by the guys in the red jumpsuits. Uh, I'll talk about that when we get to... I guess, I guess now's a good time to talk about it. So, if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. Man, I, I always forget to put the spoilers at the beginning. Spoilers for the movie. Definitely do not listen to me talk about it unless you have watched it. If you haven't, um, you know, definitely go give it a watch. So, Florence, uh, Alice in the movie is living with her husband, Jack, played by Harry Styles, and they live in this 1950s community. And throughout the movie, the men all go to work at, at this place called the Victory Project, and it's like across some desert or whatever. And the women stay home. They cook, they clean. They're the perfect housewife, right? And then slowly throughout the movie, she gets like these images she has these nightmares. She has these dreams. And she starts seeing things and hallucinating stuff. And there's a moment in the movie where she's going about her day or whatever. And she sees this plane crash. And she's like, what's going on? We got to go help them. So she runs over there and she ends up going to the HQ, the headquarters of the whole place. So what's interesting is that as soon as she touches it, she gets all of these visual images. And I was trying really, really hard to understand what they were. I think they were just there to, like, show that she's coming out of it. She's she's getting out of this uh, victory project or whatever it's called. And then after she has this revelation, she has this nightmare. She has this weird moment with herself. Um, she wakes up. And Jack, played by Harry Styles, acts like nothing happened. Like she just passed out on the couch. She was just out in the desert. She was just looking for this uh, plane that crashed. And she went up to headquarters and now nothing happened. Now she doesn't know what's going on. Now she feels crazy. And so throughout the movie, we see her experience this world because we are... Alice, we are her. We see her day-to-day -day life. We don't see the guys. We don't follow Jack. We just follow her and what she experiences. So whatever she sees and experiences, we feel it with her. And the moment where she realizes or she's... She has that moment with uh, Frank, played by Chris Pine, and the dinner scene where she's kind of confronting him. And she's trying to tell him off and be like... Nobody knows what this place is. We don't know who you are, what's going on here, where are we? And she's looked at as crazy from everybody, even her husband, Jack. So she was like, let's run away. We don't need this place. She's coming back to who she really is. And it's a big part of who her character is 
and her heart and where she and her love for her husband. And so she's like, let's leave. Let's get out of here. Let's run away. And so they get into the car. And Jack, Harry Styles, man, it's just Jack, all right? Jack goes along with it. He says, okay, sure. But in reality, he, he snitched on her. The guy snitched on her. Can you believe that? I mean, this is his wife. This is somebody who he loves, supposedly loves. And he gaslights her. He makes her feel like she's crazy. And he gets her kidnapped. And they do some sort of experiment to her mind. They, they do some, I don't know if it's electroshock therapy. They do something. They, they mess with her brain to make her forget all of the things that she's just learned. But it doesn't work. She snaps out of it eventually in the end. And she remembers her husband in the real world. Because the Victory Project is essentially a mind simulation. So they... The husband, Jack, put his wife in the simulation so that way she could be happy. Because in the real world, Jack is not working. He got fired from his job or he's just not doing anything. And Alice is a nurse and she's working day after day after day after day, shift after shift after shift to make money to survive. And Jack is listening to like podcasts. He's listening to Frank who's talking about the Victory Project, a way to live a better life. And so every day Jack would put her under the, uh, would put something on her eyes that would, you know, mess with her brain it puts her in a simulation and that's the 1950s town that they live in that's the victory project that's all it is and jack has her hooked up to ivs he has her strapped to the to the bed she can't like get out and he feeds her or gives her uh, drips of water from a towel so that way she can stay alive i guess so that's 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 what this whole thing is. That's what the Victory Project is, and that's what Don't Worry Darling is all about. So we see Jack get into this place of I did this because I love you, Alice. I did this because I want you to be happy. I want us to be happy, to have a future, to have uh, a family, to really be together with one another. But he's actually just trapped her. He's trapped her in a life that isn't real and that she doesn't decide. Because she didn't choose any of this. He decided and then he put her under. And from there, it's been him making her feel like she's crazy. And getting people to kidnap her and to do experiments to her brain. So that way she could forget. But she doesn't. And so there's an amazing scene between her and uh, Jack where there, she comes to the realization, she comes to the reality of what is, what is really going on. And Jack, for everything he's intended, good, all of his good intentions to love his wife, to be there with her, he has slipped so far from it because he has signed a contract he has come to the terms and the agreements for the both of them. He has made 
so that way they could live this lifestyle. And it's not fair. She has to get out. She didn't choose this. And it's so wrong on so many levels. And when I realized what it was, what was going on, I was like, Jack, you messed up, dog. And so Alice kills Jack. She smashes his head with a glass cup. And that's when, that's when Bunny, played by Olivia Wilde, comes in and goes, Listen, uh, you were right, okay? I was also gaslighting you because when your husband was tap dancing, because that was another moment where uh, Jack was tap dancing or doing a whole dance and she was having a mental breakdown. Alice was having a mental breakdown and Bunny was like, get a hold of yourself. You're just like Margaret. And you're just like, uh, somebody hear her out, please. Cause we, I sympathize. I empathize with her. I'm like, she's, she's going through it. She needs help. She doesn't need to be, there's no tough love in this. You need to calm her down and listen to her. Cause she's, she's going crazy. She's, she's losing her mind. And Margaret was a friend of hers. She was played by Kiki Lane. And supposedly there were supposed to be more scenes with her that were deleted for... I don't know why, but that's that's one of the things going on about the movie. But in that moment, Bunny could have told her the truth. Bunny could have... Uh, really let her know what's going on. They could have been in on it together. But it was in that moment after she killed Jack, she tells him that when you die in Victory Project, you die in the real world too. Because the mind, because you're in the simulation and it doesn't know the difference between real and fake. So even though the world that they're in is fake, the mind thinks it's real. So he's dead. So they're laying in bed together, and in the real world, he's dead right next to her. So she has to escape. She has to get out of there. And Bunny tells her that the reason I didn't tell you and the reason why I don't want to leave here and I like it here is because I get to have my kids. And in the real world, they're dead. So she chose to do the Victory Project. She wants to do the Victory Project. But Alice has made no such commitment and it just feels really odd that she would conform or not tell any, especially the girls, because they're the ones staying at home. She's, they're the ones they're conversing with. She's not going to work like the other men that go to work or leave the Victory Project to, to get a job. Because that's another thing is they all go to work, but we don't know what they exactly do. Do they work for the Victory Project? Do they just have like regular jobs that they have to make just to survive, to pay rent, to pay for, I guess, food or the IV supplements and water and electricity, gas, whatever else I get, uh, I suppose. You don't know what they're doing, but it's, I came to my own conclusion that he couldn't get a job in the real world, so his only alternative was to work just some whatever job to make enough money. So every day he leaves, he comes back, he wakes up, he goes to a minimum wage job or a, or a Uber or something where he makes just the bare minimum amount of money where they can survive in this world together at the end of the day. And 
the ending was really a miss for me. The ending just felt incomplete. It didn't feel satisfying. It it felt kind of there was so much more story left that I felt could have been shown or should have been shown because it kind of left off on like a, a cliffhanger of sorts, right? Or a, a breath of hope, but it doesn't offer a true conclusion to the story. It feels like there's more and I, I seriously doubt they're going to make a sequel about this. So, you know, I, I don't really see the point of ending it like that, but that's why the ending kind of missed for me. So, going back to the Victory Project, talking about how did this get off the ground, right? Frank. I want to talk about Frank. Because Frank does an amazing job being so convincing and so charming about what this world is or what he wants it to be and how he expects people to behave. And when you see him in the dinner scene, it's a constant manipulation. It's a turning of everybody else that's in the simulation and the people who know what's going on. So I, Gemma Chan, uh, who knows about the simulation, she's in on it. So she knows exactly that Alice is telling the truth. She knows that something is off. But she pushes against her for the sole reason that her husband created this world and that she gets to be a part of it. She likes being in that world. And then on the other side, the other the other part of it is all of the other men at the dinner table know what she's talking about. They all follow Frank blindly because they can't go against him. And the women don't know what's going on. The, except for Bunny, I guess. But she didn't show up because she knows the truth, right? She's not going to show up when everything is known. But overall, it's just, it feels like Alice against the world. And Frank is that world. He has control of everybody and everything there. And the metaphor of it all, I guess, was in today's society where it, feel, it feels like women are being controlled, are being told to be put in their place, and it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't feel right. And they're trying, they're reaching out to everybody to help, to help, to help. And it just feels like you know what's going on, you know what's wrong, and yet you continue to sit there and listen to somebody else. You continue to sit there and you don't take my hand when I'm when I'm begging you to understand what I'm saying, to listen to me. And that's what's so frustrating about that moment is you know that she's right. Something is very, very off, but there's nothing you can do. There's nothing, there's no way to change it for her. So it's kind of a, the women can't change it for her. The men don't want to change it for her, even though they know it's right. And you as the audience member feel for her and you know what she's telling saying is the truth but she can't she can't express it she can't prove it so you're just i can't help you either and that's true of the the real world as well where we know something is going on we know that we want to help 
but it feels like there's nothing that we can really do. And so when it comes to Frank, at the end of the movie, like the last bit of it, his wife, Shelly, played by Gemma Chan, stabs him. And she says, it's my turn now. And so I think what I... I don't know if that means that she's going to take over the whole Victory Project or, ex, uh, or like get rid of it or just completely change it to where it's more women-focused, where it's, you know, the women are in charge and not the men. The women do this or do that. You know, it's, it's not so heavy on the men where the men are the only ones who understand what's going on in the world. But it is weird that she does stab him. Even though she seemed so passionate about the, the whole thing, about Frank, during the dinner table scene, it didn't feel right for her character to stab him. But I guess it kind of makes sense that she would want to own it for herself if she is really that dedicated to the Victory Project. Why, why care about... Although, if they are husband and wife... But I guess Frank had made too many mistakes. Uh, Alice was escaping. She was getting out of there. Um, and she couldn't... He, he messed up, essentially. And she was like, you had your turn. Now it's mine. Even though you messed up, I have to fix everything. All the damage that you've caused. All the more reason I feel like the movie should have gone on longer past the ending. It just felt incomplete. There was so much more time that needed to be done. And for the deleted scenes with Margaret and Ted, I don't know I don't know how much more in depth they could have gotten. I feel like they kind of explained it briefly and that felt like enough to me because I was really more interested in Alice and seeing how she explored this world and how she would escape and what was it gonna take to confront the real bad guy of the film, which was, in her world, in her eyes, Jack. It's not Frank. Because before the dinner scene, it was all Frank. Frank is in control. He's manipulated Jack. He's put us in a place that we don't know, we don't understand, and we, we can't get out of. When in reality, it's Jack put you there. He followed Frank blindly because he wants to live in a world where they're perfect where there's no financial problems, where she's happy and she's not con ignoring him or dismissing him or making him feel like less of a man. And it's why throughout the movie, every kind of sexual encounter they have, he pleases her out of guilt. He feels bad about what he's done to her. So he, f he has to give her pleasure to make her feel good. And, you know, he doesn't... He doesn't get any real pleasure or satisfaction except for doing that to her. So, I don't know how much more Margaret and Ted would have added that I feel they didn't already show, but maybe there's something missing. I guess the big thing that I got from Margaret and Ted was the kids aren't real, I hope. The kids aren't put under it. It's only the the parents that are, are the adults. All the kids are created. They're they're made up because it's too cruel. Or it's 
too cruel to put kids under there. So at least they have some sort of sense of morality. But again, if all of the men are deciding, well, most of the men, I guess if they talk with their wives, I guess if it's a, if it's a joint decision, right? So if me and my wife together decide to join the Victory Project, all right, we're chilling. It's all good. But because it's not, it feels kind of weird. So overall, I feel like the movie does really, really good. The acting is spot on. I feel like everybody does a great job. The ensemble is really good. It's It's got some humor in it. It's got some really deep, dark parts. Um, and the acting, I just really, really like the acting, especially from Florence uh, Chris Pine. Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Those two, when they did the had that scene in the kitchen together where they were talking to one another, you just felt that that moment, that tension, that, the friction between the two of them, and then to see it explode throughout the dinner table scene, it, dinner table scene, you just get to see the subtlety between everybody, between Gemma Chan, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, um, I think... Um, who else was there? All the all the other girls and the husbands. You get to see, like, their reaction and their feeling in that moment. And I felt that was really, really good. <clears throat> and the only thing, the, the biggest thing for me is the ending. It could have gone a lot longer. I think some things needed to be cleaned up a lot more. She woke up. She, she snaps out of it. She's in the real world now. But... During when they were trying to capture her from leaving, from escaping, they said that they're going to come for her in the real world as well. So even if she does manage to escape, they're going to come after her in the real world and kill her because she just killed Frank. I, I mean, she just killed Jack in the Victory Project, which is a no-no. And so they got to go over there and they got to kill her to keep her mouth shut because she didn't decide on this. She was a prisoner in that world. So because she didn't decide, I think she could blow this whole thing up. But she's strapped to the bed. So in the off chance that she would wake up, Jack had already prepared. So she's tied to her bed, has IVs. She has no water. Uh, she's in her apartment. She's strapped to the bed. And all we get is a gasp. And then the end title. And I was like, no, there, there has to be more. She has to escape. You have to see her get up and escape. So if this movie were to continue... I would say you see her wake up, you look into her eyes, and she's in the real world now. She's tied up to the thing, and people are coming after her. This is a fact. People are going to come over there to kill her, so she has to escape. So she has to, by any strength or any will, and Jack is dead next to her, she has to pull out of her restraints, and she has to get outside. She has to get the police. She has to go somewhere, and she just has to figure out how much time has passed, who do I go to to talk about this? And who's going to come after me? Uh, how do I find the other women? She has to break the other women out of it as well. She has to figure out a plan. She she has no money from what we know. Um, and she's got no friends. She's got no family. I, I, I really can't tell you what else she has in that moment so she's isolated she's alone who knows what 
you know, the hospital is like without her. Uh, uh, she's not a nurse. She's a doctor. So who knows about her patients? Who knows about uh, Gemma Chan's character? Who's going to come after her next? We don't know. There's, there's a real uncertainty there. And I feel like if we had gotten that clarity, or at least where she wakes up and she's in her bed and she escapes and she runs out the front door, I feel like that's more of a, a conclusion because we know that she's free, she's escaped from her apartment, she's leaving Jack behind. Finally. It feels like a final conclusion of she left him in the, in the Victory Project and now she's leaving him in the real world. So if they had added that, I would have liked it a lot more. Just that ending was a bit of a miss for me. But the whole story, the whole the whole feeling of it, I felt they pulled off a really, really good job. I thought that it was done really well. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, this has been the When Your Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys all next time. Thank you.